Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hell or High Rollers is an adventure set in D&D Hell, so will almost certainly contain adult content. Enjoy! What the... Mage Hand, where did you get those pants? <laughs> Don't you shrug at me, Mage Hand. Come on, fess up. Honey, why is the mailman running down the street naked? <laughs> Mage Hand! <laughs> Mage Hand is the hilarious sitcom everyone's talking about. Aren't the stars beautiful tonight? Mm. I love sitting here holding hands with you, sweetie. Uh, honey, we're not holding hands. Oh, Mage Hand! It's the show critics are calling loud and relentlessly hand-based. Hey, Mage Hand, would you mind tossing me that carving knife? Oh! So tune into the Hellscape channel, where a malevolent goblin will stream all 800 episodes of Mage Hand directly into your skull. The Hellscape channel, where comedy goes after it's died. Hello, people of the world, and welcome to Hell or High Roller! Yeah! Yes, we are back after a small Christmas break. I am Dave Hunt, I am your GM, and I'm very excited for this next episode. So let's go around and introduce ourselves. We're going to go around in a different order today. Well, I'm Adam Megiddo, and I play the role of Eric Sanguinius, the human necromancer who used to live alone in the high-vis tower on the Rodney Marsh. And uh, as we know, he was working on some incredible invention or discovery it was on the brink of a discovery when he died and was brought to hell. This discovery should be something of great significance. We don't know what it is yet. It's it wasn't working on a play. No, you know, it wasn't. No, no, no. That would be such an anticlimax. Yeah. 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 I think he's discovered a, a play from his own mind. <laughs> he's discovered one of his own plays <laughs> that he's forgotten about. But no, no, there was a lot of work done on those plays. Glenn Gary Glenn Zombie, as we know. Mm-hmm. Much ado about zombie, the cherry zombie. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's favourite musical. 
Zombie. <laughs> oh, very, is that cats? Right, take, take your pick. Wow. Oh. I am Henry Shields, and I play the character of Henley Whispers, a.k.a. the Bark Knight. <laughs> Human nice. ranger, loot stringer, shameless swinger, on defunct bringer. <laughs> The what on defunct bring like bringing the funk? Yeah, he he's the bringer of defunct. <laughs> Someone else brings in the noise. I love how you're just sat on there the in like defunct. a lovely white knit jumper, <laughs> like I bring defunct. Br- well, Henley brings defunct. True, true. And yeah. who knows who brings the noise? But to be found in a later episode. We'll look for the noise. Yeah, keep an eye out for the noise. A little interesting thing about Henley that I thought I'd mention this week is that his spirit animal is himself. Oh my days. <laughs> because we're all animals. He's awful. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> if we're all animals and he had to pick one to be his spirit animal, he might as well pick the best one. Which is himself. Yep. So not even like like the human race. Like it it is Oh no he like so you know he, he he's done some shamanic out of body experience stuff. He's done some like transcendental meditation and he goes into a trance and and he's guided through the spirit world just by another version of him. By he's just like hi Henley, hi Henley. So there's a spirit version of Henley, there's Henley, and then there's Henley in a portrait. Yeah. Wow. wow. Do you think the Henley portrait has its own Henley portrait? Probably it has its own spirit Henley portrait. Wow. I feel like like I'm setting setting myself up for a really difficult improv scene at some point, which I really don't want to do. I'm just going to put you in some horrible dream dimension and make you improvise with yourself for an hour. The thing is, Henley would love that. Yeah, that is true. But Henry Shields would not love that. No. (laughs) Would a bit. Hello, I'm Ellie Morris and I play Ghoul, who is a little mushroom creature. (laughs) A campestry, to be more precise. And uh, a little something about Ghoul is that back when he was alive, he was in an 80s cover band um, (laughs) called... Ghoul and the gang. Um, wow, very good. Very, very good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he likes to rock out eighties uh, music. Wow. Yeah. No, God. What's the title of one of the songs? Well, I mean, the 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 biggest hit is "Celebrate." You know. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we're stacking stuff up for more of Ghoul's songs. Oh you don't, yeah. You don't want to give them away in the no. intro. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Hello, my name is Chris Leesk, and I play the character of Glubrick Bumbledung, who is a Goliath barbarian, and Glub. Glubrick's fun thing this week is that unlike Henley and Ghoul, Glubrick and Eric have never met before, before being in hell that is, but Glubrick has been to Eric's tower. Oh. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So uh, once when Eric was out one evening, um, his undead decided to throw a party. And they obviously wanted to order in some jam. So Glubrick went along and delivered the jam. And he just got along with the undead so well. Probably because they have similar similar minds. And he was invited in. And he had a party. There was punch. There was dancing. There was laughing. And of course, there was party games. <laughs> I wondered what that mess was. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of like ectoplasm everywhere. Yeah, I oh, imagine no, that it. sounds like an orgy. I didn't yeah, it does. <laughs> and on that bombshell, should we begin episode seven? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Let's go for episode seven of Hell or High Rollers. Woo! I'll definitely cut that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, happy boys. 
when we left you, you were teleported back into the mortal realm. And the last thing you saw was Henley's son, Greg, a.k.a. Smig. Mm -hmm. The four of you are stood in a plush wooden lodge, uh, seemingly at the edge of the forest. Now, Ghoul, the surroundings of this lodge feel familiar to you, as you are on the edge of the James Woods. Henley, these surroundings are also obviously extremely familiar to you, as mm. this is the lodge that you bought for your wife and son. Yes. Uh, on the edge of the woods, and then you kind of retired into the woods to be a, a, some sort of bachelor. <laughs> well, it's a complicated situation. <laughs> I think that it was more like a, a separation, and he had to put them somewhere. He had yes. to buy a house for them, because they they insisted. It's sort of like an alimony kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, he, oh, well. he did the right thing. <laughs> he didn't want to. Was it like begrudgingly? I think he wanted to stay together. I think oh, okay. Sylvie left him. Oh, oh fine. Oh, we'll fine. find out, but I want to know why she left you. We'll find oh, out. I, I yeah. think we know. Thousands. We know. <laughs> why would you leave this guy? Because <laughs> I think if you were to date Henley, you'd be dating like three people. You'd be two people, sorry. You'd be dating Henley and then Henley's... Spirit guide? <laughs> spirit guide. You've been multiple Henrys. You're dating him, you're dating his ego, his spirit guide, his various enchanted portraits of himself. Just like yeah. a horrible nightmare of Henley. Yeah. Well, anyway, the nightmare continues as your son steps forward and just says, Dad, Dad, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. Smig? Greg? Greg? You don't even remember my name. No, I, I just got used to calling you Smig when I talked about you with other people. I, I know your name, Greg. Well, that's good. Thanks, Dad. What, what, what is going on? Did I need your help. Well, I need someone's help. I need, I need help with someone or something. Well, don't worry, little boy, because we are the happy boys. If you just sign here, we'll take. No, 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 no. Glubrick, stop. We are not signing a contract to take my son's soul. Absolutely not. Greg, what? Why are you summoning a devil? Um. Well, so since well, since you left, it's kind of all gone a bit crazy in the woods. There's there's no hierarchy anymore and and there are, are bandits and, and, and thieves and they're all fighting for control of the woods and, and, and some came into the village and that they they took mum. They took Sylvie? Yeah. Why is that funny? Glubrick. <laughs> Glubrick, stop laughing. Sorry, sorry. No. This yeah. is serious. Sylvie's such a lovely name. Yes, it is. Sylvie Henley. No, Henley's my name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sylvie Whispers was her name before we separated. Right. Why don't you understand names, right, Glubrick? Okay. So so because of because of Henley let you down, you now the woods is 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 bad. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a very simple way of putting it. But I think yeah, it's no, a very I unfair think... way of putting it. I didn't let them down. I got killed, all right? Look, we're not questioning your very bad parenting or anything, okay? So but you you did just leave them. coming from? I don't really know this man, but he's not wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not, you weren't a good father. Look, look I, okay, I'm well, not going to yeah. get into this now. Look, ghoul. <laughs> it's popping off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a rebuttal? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into how good or bad a parent I was right now. Spill okay? the tea, Henley. <laughs> Google is really up for the gossip. Just he like a Jerry drama. Springer style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the little mushroom's got a point, Dad. Go on, spill the tea. Tell them what kind of father you were. Oh, oh, all right, all right, all right. Everyone, just take a moment, okay? Look, I'm not going to defend myself as a parent right now in front of all of you. I don't have to. I know that in my heart I tried my best, okay? But what matters is that you're, you're trying to sell your soul right now for, to, 
get help to save Sylvie, but that's that's crazy, son. You can't do that. Your soul is more important than that. Well, do you have any other ideas? I mean, no one in the village wants to take on these bandits. They're all terrified. Tell us more of these bandits, child. Well, they, they come in and they raid the village, and the thing is, is everyone's really sick, and, and mum's the only healer, and so they've taken her, and they want 5,000 gold pieces, or they're going to kill her by sunrise. Oh, this is... How did you let this happen? What? How well, did I let this... Whoa. Well, Dad, look, I'm 11. Yes, but I, I died, all right? I died, son. And I haven't seen you since I died, and I feel like this is not the reunion I was expecting. 11 years old, shame on you. When I was your age, I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. You know what, Dad? <laughs> you know, maybe you're right. Maybe this was a mistake. Why don't you just fuck off back to hell? Watch your, your language, contract. young man. No, I won't watch my language because you can't do anything, Dad. You were never here. You can't tell me what to do now that you're just here and suddenly you want to be a father. Look, you got a point. Ghoul, stay out of this. I died. Someone has to step up. You should have stepped up and defended your mother. I tried. There's a full band of, of adult bandits with with arrows and swords and also they, they've nobody's ever seen it but they've they meant to have this crazy powerful beast that, that that's why no one is, is trying to get get mum back because they're terrified and you're telling me an 11 year old boy has got to stare down a, a team of bandits by himself did I teach you nothing boy literally yes oh. you never taught me how to fire a bow you never taught me how to wield a sword every time I said to you dad can we go for training you said what do you think of my new portrait, son? Or let's go down and listen to my poetry by the lake. You never wanted to. No, I didn't. I wanted to learn how to fight. And now you're telling me it's my fault that I can't fight. All right. I will take care of the bandits. We will take care of the bandits, won't we? Um, yes. Yeah, maybe just a little huddle. Little boy, would you mind just, wa just waiting there before we take your soul? Yeah, I mean, they're only going to kill her by sunrise, but take your time. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sassy 11-year-old. Very guy. plucky young man. I know. I don't know where I went wrong with him. I feel like <laughs> I did everything right. I, uh, yes. <laughs> could, it, could it be when you abandoned him and then died? That would have an impact on a child. Yes. Yeah, look, I know. I, all right, everyone. <laughs> this is not important right now. What is important is that, that we sort this situation out. The happy right. boys need to intervene and we need to save her. We've got to take his soul. Well, I think the only way of of being able to help your son is by taking his soul. No, no, no. We'll do it without taking the soul, all right? Come with me. And we, we walk out of the cabin and into the woods. So you're, you're stepping out so you're stepping out of the pentagram and then out Yes, of the... I step out of the pentagram and I say, Greg, don't worry. Daddy's on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dad. Uh, and <laughs> as, you, uh, as you step out of the pentagram and you get uh, sort of, I don't know, 10, 20 feet away, you, you go out of the door and suddenly you all feel like almost like you're attached to like a huge like bungee cord and you are, uh, your kind of incorporeal form is just whipped back into the pentagram. <laughs> a contract appears in your hand, Henley. Okay, uh, Daddy's not quite on it. Dad, if you're not going to take this seriously, and if your friends aren't going to take this seriously, I'm going to try and rescue Mum myself. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get a contract signed, okay? Let's just get a contract signed and make sure there's a loophole in there so that we won't have to take his soul. What is it exactly that he is asking for? To rescue his mother? Yeah, Mum has been taken by some bandits. I just, we need to rescue her, get her back. Mm. If it costs my soul, fine. Just give me the contract, I'll sign it. What? Hey, I feel real bad for you now after, after you said all that, so I vow to help you and... And I will do whatever I can to save 
Your wife. Thank ex, you, Ghoul. Ex, ex-wife. Yes, uh, the ex-wife. It looks like the only thing we can do right now is sign the contract and deal with that problem later. I agree. I agree. Yep. So you're going to do it, Dad? Yes. All right. <laughs> And uh, he takes a knife. Sorry, I didn't mean that to sound so Yes, all right. Oh, no, stop yeah. nagging me. No, let me go again. Oh, yeah. Take two. I, so, <laughs> sorry, Greg. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much less creepy. <laughs> okay, Dad. Greg, sign the contract and I will go and sort out this problem. So uh, if you just uh, cut your finger and you just sign here, we will uh, damn your soul to hell. And he cuts his finger with a, a little knife and he just smudges. Is a, a kind of very rudimentary signature on the contract. I just take a moment. Er- Eric. Yes. Do you think this is good parenting? I don't think I'm the man to ask, but I think it would be safer to have his soul in your keeping than to let it be squandered to some other devil. That's true. All right. I feel better about my choice. Let's do it. I check the paperwork is fine, and then I say, We are the happy boys. No, 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 no. no, no sorry. <laughs> We're not doing the fear us thing. No, this no, is going to be a nice one. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Join us. Yeah. Oh. yeah, so Greg is just like, great, okay, this way. And he walks out of the of the hut. Tell us more about these bandits. So the bandits, the, there's there's like I don't know how many of them there are, but there's there's fighters and archers and, and they've they I've never seen the leader, but the leader's meant to be this really horrible, nasty, devious, mind controlling thing that that's controlled this beast. And they also that they have this fortress built into a hill in, in in the woods, and it's just surrounded by trees on all sides, and archers and traps. And look, no one's no one's going anywhere near it. Don't worry, Greg. You've enlisted the help of the Happy Boys. We're all going to be fine. Who are the Happy Boys? We're That's happy. us. That's us. That's where the that Happy Boys is us. Have you got one of your cards? I do here, and I present him with a card that I'm probably made in a down little down moment in hell. What, what does it look like? I don't think Eric is great at arts and crafts, so it's a <laughs> torn off piece of cardboard with uh, Happy Boy, <laughs> Eric Sanguinius, Happy Boy. Dad, yeah. your friends are strange. Mm. Well, you know, you don't get to pick your friends in hell. They're just the people you're chained to. Ah, <laughs> oh, and I give you a big hug. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Kubrick. I don't squeeze because we've, we've learned that we'll do damage. I can kill with a hug. Yeah. Uh, so as you guys step out of the wooden lodge, you see a village populated with a few people and a, sort of a rather depressing-looking market. And you get a sense that this was once a, a, a thriving place, but you can almost feel the the fear and anxiety in the air. And people shuffle around nervously and keep themselves to themselves, and they avoid eye contact with each other. But Ghoul, you notice immediately something very, very familiar. It's a campestry sitting nearby at a market stall selling what looks a lot like Ghoul's Gruel. Hey, look, what, that's, that's Lipton. <laughs> <laughs> that little squirt stole my recipe. Well, we might have time for a little side mission if you want to go and kick that little mushroom well, for I, stealing your recipe. I do, Gloobrick. He stole my recipe. What right, are you talking about in. time for side missions? Honestly, honestly, honestly... Honestly, and I <laughs> and I just pick up Ghoul, put put, put him on my shoulder, and I go, "Come with me, Ghoul." Uh, and so I stomp over. As you guys approach this market store, as you approach Lipton, you see that the label on the little jars that is being sold actually reads "Fun Gus's Pus," but it looks Ooh. identical to Ghoul's Group. My God! As the uh, as Lipton spots you, it uh, sort of squeals and begins to quickly pack away the stall and, and starts to like move away from you. What? I saw you. Oh hey! You, you bet you're surprised to see me, aren't you, Lipton? Yeah, cool. <laughs> I, I thought you were dead. Well, 
Well, I am, but I'm haunting you. <laughs> what? I am, I am here to haunt you for what you have done. And I'm here to haunt you too, you shit. Oh. And, and I'm their lawyer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know, you know what, why, why you were killed? You know wait, what happened? Wait, what? 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 I've said what? too much. And a huge puff of smoke <laughs> fires out from him, and uh, you just hear the little pitter patter of mushroom feet. And as the smoke clears, Lipton is gone. Lipton! Lipton! Lipton, you little <laughs> shit! <laughs> Did that mushroom say he knew why you were killed? What is happening right now? I, was I killed? Well, you, you died. But I thought that was an accident. So someone killed you? But, but Lipton, it was all, it was all because of Ghoul's Groove. They wanted it for themselves, so they offed me. Oh, God! Ghoul just drops to the ground and starts banging his fists against the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Is the market that Lipton was selling on, is is that still there? No, the stall is kind of packed up and gone. Oh, well, I just, just kicked the ground then. (laughs) Great. You do do that, my friend. He was one of my greatest friends, Lipton. He did all the books for the business. I'm so sorry that happened. I want you to know I would never steal your recipe, ever. And that is true friendship. It's not a recipe, it's oil and soil. That's nothing. Mm. That's not nothing, it's ghoul's gruel. <laughs> and you bought it. I did buy it. You told me that was face cream. And it is. Whatever you want it to be. Ghoul, it appears there is nothing more that we can do here. Are you ready to pick up the broken pieces of your afterlife and move on? <laughs> well, when you put it like that, yes, I am. But but if I was killed, then, then I feel really, really bad about that. We all have revenge in our sights. Mm-hmm. Eric would be a good sort of Jerry Springer character, wouldn't he? <laughs> his own drama show. Just like goading people into like saying yeah. more intense things. Yeah. <laughs> we should see that. Uh, so uh, G- uh, Greg has watched all this happen and is is sort of like quite frustrated and he's just like tugs at your... Do you have a cape? Eddie? No, what, what are you wearing? He's naked. I'm What's he pretty sure I've got nothing. Have you, no, you've got the... Cri- have you still got the curtains? The curtains. You've got the curtains? Yeah, I've got a towel. Yeah, Greg <laughs> just sort of uh, tugs at the, the, the curtain towel mm. and it's just like, um, Dad, and sort of taps, you know, like you would tap a watch but it's a sundial. Yes, sorry, Greg. I, I know we should be moving on, but I, I've learned from experience that it's best to just let these things play out. <laughs> sorry, Henry. Sorry, Greg. No, I that's just... okay. Are you, are you okay? Ghosts from the past. Oh, what? Well, that... Lipton, I, I don't think that was a ghost. I think that's a real... No, it's a figure of speech, Greg. Oh, sorry, I am 11. Sorry. And I wasn't taught very well. Oh. And he looks to Henley. What? 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 What are you looking at me for? Ooh, it's awkward. I had to teach myself. I learned everything. I learned everything that I learned from the streets, from the streets of the woods. And why was that, Dad? (laughs) Because my father never taught me anything either. Oh, so you're just going to be as bad as your own father then? That's okay, is it? So when I have a kid, I can be a shit dad as well. Well, I'll be up to you. I don't know. Yeah, it will be up to me. And he starts walking off. (sighs) This is. God. I think we should follow him. And as we're walking, I lean over to Henley and I say, maybe. If we save your ex-wife, your ex-wife, Thank you. then potentially, you know, that's the best gift you can give him. That's the best parenting you can do is by returning at least one half of his parentship. You make a good point, Kubrick. If he can't have a good father, he can at least have a good mother. That was worded much better than what, how I put it. Yeah. Yes, we're a good team. I used to know these words, Greg. Yeah? When I was alive. <laughs> yeah, well, what's it like being dead? Strange. Behold my horns. Yeah. I have been touched by hell. Wow. Are you evil? That is a good question, Greg, and one I have pondered deeply. Right. 
I have a question, however, for you. Okay. Can you hold it in your heart to forgive your father? I, um... And he just sort of looks at the ground, kicks a bit of dirt, and he looks back up at you and you can see that his eyes are sort of wet with tears. And he just says, Bandit camps this way and carries on walking. <sighs> Eric, you're not saying anything weird to my son, are you? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> so as you make your way through the woods, you uh, spot a small encampment atop a hill. Uh, it's surrounded by forest on all sides, and there appears to be only one road leading up to the main entrance. And you can see it is manned by two archers. And Greg turns to you and says, This is it. This is where the camp is. This is where they're keeping mum. Either we find some other way into this encampment, or we come up with some ruse as to how to get in through the front gate. What's important is that we don't let any of them get away to raise the alarm. There's yes. two guards here. We need to take them both out at the same time and not let any of them run. Very good thinking. Well, you, you've, you're good with a bow. That's is true. your son Gregothy? Greg, can you shoot? Not really. I mean, maybe. Uh, I've, I've been practicing a little on my own, but I, if I'm honest, I don't think I'm very good. I agree. It's a waste of time. Brutal. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Dad. Henley takes out his knife and slices his own palm, creating some blood. Right. And he smears it all over Eric. What are you doing? Covering in blood. <laughs> <laughs> he says, trust me, Eric, trust me. Yes. Go limp. Ah. I take him under one arm. Glue brick, get the other side. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm there. I say, follow my lead. And we charge up the path towards them, and I say, help, help, he's injured, help, 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 help us quickly, help, please. Help him. And as you charge up the path, you step onto a trip wire. Oh, bugger. And a huge net falls from the trees above and traps the four of you, and five, including Greg, <laughs> underneath the net. Hold and on, Ghoul oh, wasn't with us. Ghoul was not with, with I was not, were you not, not with Gluebrick? No. Oh, so, sorry, apologies. So, uh, Ghoul the four is just of, watching this happen. The four of us, including Greg, is are trapped in the net, and Ghoul is uh, still at the bottom of the path, having an existential crisis, yeah. All right, unseen yeah. by the archers. Uh, and the archers level their at you and it's just like who goes there oh, it was a bad plan we're bandits we're bandits like you we're, we're just three we're three bandits and one of us got wounded please come and help roll a deception check with disadvantage because there's four of us <laughs> and also because Gloomrick just saying we're bandits <laughs> I, I, that could... <laughs> oh, my first roll was a natural 20 Okay. Oh. My second roll with my okay, sixteen. Sixteen and Glubrick? Oh. Oh both of us. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. not good. Because <laughs> Glubrick spoke as well. That was a natural twenty. Oh, oh no. Well, oh, it's difficult. <laughs> I just stared at you like I was I just nailed it. That is a twenty. It's not natural. Not a natural twenty. I've done it very is a twenty. Well. With uh, disadvantage, we've done pretty well. You've done there. very, very well. Uh, so one of the archers uh, lowers their bow and just kind of whispers something to the other one, and it's just like, "What happened? What happened? What happened? Our companion here, he uh, was attacked by a wolf. A crocodile. Uh, crocodile wolf. <laughs> a crocodile wolf. Yeah. A wolfodile. You've heard of them? Yeah. 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 One of those. Why Got not? Yeah. I require a healer, and I'm willing to pay. Uh, one of the archers uh, jumps down and uh, walks over and just picks up the net and just whips it off you guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, could you uh, take us to uh, a healer? I don't know if you have a healer. No, we're not asking this question because we think you have a healer or anything. That would just be a coincidence if you did happen to have a healer. Very good, Glubrick. Very good. <laughs> and uh, one of the archers, uh, the one that's down with you, just looks up to uh, the one still on the on the wall and just says, in quite a sarcastic tone, she's like, 
They're looking for a healer. And he just goes, right. And he looses an arrow at Gluebrick. Oh, whoa. And uh, what is your armor class? Um, it is you know, it's 16, right? 16. Yeah, it hits. What? And it does five damage to you. And the other archer starts sprinting back towards the the walls. Okay, so yeah, Ghoul is, is watching all of this um, in, in horror. He's kind of been snapped awake from his reverie and he needs to do something. He needs to act. Uh, and so he, uh, he sees, he's kind of crept around closer. He sees the guard that's kind of running away and he casts Entangle. Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> talk through how Entangle works. So some vines sprout from a point within range and the, they just make the terrain very difficult to they kind of grasp at the legs of the person that's there. Great, so you cast Entangle and uh, these vines burst from the earth and grab our uh, our running bandit and it's a strength saving throw for him which he fails. Uh, so he oh. is grabbed, he is and he is <laughs> grabbed by these vines and he's pulled to the ground and uh, now uh, Henley and Eric Bear in mind, you also have Greg with you as well. Mm. You you may you may react. Henley pushes Greg immediately out of the way. Just goes, get out of the way, <laughs> and then, and then uh, draws his bow and takes a shot. His compliment bow. Nice. Takes a shot. Yeah. Great. Roll me an attack archer. roll. That's an attack of sixteen. Great. That hits. And um, roll a d10 for the compliment. <laughs> To five. You haven't put on weight. Everyone's eyes have got thinner. <laughs> <laughs> as, you're, as you lose your arrow towards the bandit, you see, like, Greg is just so confused about where this voice has come from. And uh, your arrow thuds into the bandit's chest and roll damage for me. Ten. And it knocks him clean off the palisade and he falls to the floor, dead. Yes. Whoa. Good work, Dad. And he just starts running in, in through the doors. Greg, wait, wait, wait. Is he gone? Have I got him? No, no, you've got him. We've got him. You let me go in first. You don't know what you're doing. And I walk in. Yes, Dad. I go up to the guy who's now entangled in vines and I say, I can help you. What is your name? Oh, my name is um, Pill. Very well, Pill. And I draw my dagger and I cut his throat. Oh, 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 oh killing someone. This is his first murder. And then I cast Disguise Self so that I look exactly like Pill. Nice. Wow. Eric, yeah. you just killed that man after he was surrendering, I think. Yes, what of it? Or should you not call me Pill? <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got to get up there, and I've got to get the body of the other one out of the way. Uh, oh. I'm just going to say, yeah, that happens. You do that, and Greg is horrified. <laughs> we all are. He just looks to he looks to you, Henry, and it's just like, um, Dad, let's let's just let's just get Mum, okay? Yes, yes, it's fine. Let's get rid of these bodies. Um, help Daddy drag this body into the bushes. <laughs> and yeah, he grabs he grabs the feet and you, you drag the body of the archer that you just killed into the bushes. As you guys are doing all that, I'm getting up, having had an arrow, and I'm, I'm pulling it out of my hip. Great. I'm pulling it out of <laughs> my hip. There's this slight moment, when I don't know who can see this. Maybe Ghoul's the only person who could potentially see it. There's a slight moment where I suddenly feel like my skin is bubbling full of anger and my eyes slightly go red and then it stops and I shake my head and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know what that was. And I just follow the guys. In the words of Ghoul. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Ghoul. Nice, nice entangling there. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Good work. You see, I can encourage people. <laughs> just not your own son. Oh, shut up, Greg. You literally pushed me and said, get out of the way. Well, I'll give you encouragement when you do something good. All you right? See, you Greg? see what a terrible father he is? Well, I feel like a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, why don't you lead the way? Yeah. 
Why doesn't Pill lead the way? It's very so good. Character. Very good. Oh, this is really so nice. good. So as you move into the mouth of the encampment, uh, you can see that this uh, this hideout has been carved into the hill itself. Huge tree roots have been cut to create room, and massive chunks of rock have been carved away to make a room for a series of rooms and tunnels within this hill. But there's something that's sort of out of place. Some parts of the floor and the walls seem to be made up of chunks of solid ice. And as you step through a, uh, a huge sort of open metal door, you enter a stone room that is lit by a few glowing ice crystals. And at the far end of the room is a carved stone statue of a court jester. And it remains remains in place, but it springs to life. <laughs> and you hear the following. Riddle me re, riddle me roo, I got a crazy conundrum for you. You think it's good, you think it's fine, it's outrageous riddle time. <laughs> oh, the metal door oh, slams no. shut behind you, and this kind of crazy stone jester is now... Uh, you're in this empty room with this crazy stone My god. Who's got some riddles for you. Something tells me we are in for a very confusing time. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the stone jester says... When set loose, I fly away. Never so cursed as when I go astray. Um, Mr. Jester, could you, could you say it again, please? When set loose, I fly away. Hair! Nothing happens. When set loose... I fly away, never so cursed as when I go astray. That's all. Nothing happens. Um, Shit. When set loose, I fly away, never so cursed as when I go astray. An arrow? And <gasps> as you say an arrow, vines come up from the ground and lock Henley into place. Oh, Ooh. that did something. Oh, well done, Eric. Uh, why, why am I trapped in vines, though? Uh, do we keep going, or...? Uh, uh, was it good? Did we get it right? Is that why? We got the answer right, but it seems to have encased me in vines. And the voice speaks again. I have no end, and am the ending of all that begins. String. No... That's a thinker. Time. Good. No. <laughs> I have no end. Yeah, yeah. And I am the ending of all that begins. Ooh. Ooh. Death? As you say death, Ooh. vines spring up from the ground and lock Eric into place. <gasps> it seems that the answers have some relevance to each of us. Oh, of right. course. An arrow. Death. Oh. Perhaps the next one will be porridge, mushrooms, and then idiocy. <laughs> and Glue Richard smiles and nods. There could be one of some here as well, yes. Oh, yes. What is light as a feather, but the strongest man in the world can't hold it for long? Mushrooms! <laughs> yes, well, well I, I think it's breath. Yes, as you say breath, oh, vines come up and grab Gluebrick into place. Yay! And the voice speaks again. A room with no windows or doors, walks in the night, grows in the day, is found where there is death and decay. It's a, it's a mushroom. It's a mushroom! <laughs> and vines spring out of the floor and grab Ghoul. Uh, the four of you are now pinned to the floor by via these vines. Oh, I, I quickly grab Greg and hold on to him. And as the final riddle is answered, you hear... Riddle me re, riddle me roo. Your riddles are over, so shoo, shoo, shoo. <laughs> You've been riddled and I've been rude. Now it's time for me to... News. It's been outrageous. It's been loads of fun. Now all the riddles are done. <laughs> 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> and at your feet, the, the, all of the roots sh- uh, sharply retract and a trap door opens beneath each of you. And all four of you drop down slides that all join and meet into a central chute. I'm clinging on to Greg as we go. Yeah, Greg, you, you kind me. of pull it down with you. As you rifle through the earth, you are spat out in a huge, huge underground chamber. And this chamber is a treasure trove of gold and jewels, chests overflowing with money and trinkets. There are several weapons strewn across the floor and there's a mighty, like a huge great axe lent up against the wall and it's bigger than than like several men. It's this huge, huge axe. And other than the axe and the gold and the trinkets, what draws your eye is at the centre of this huge chamber is a makeshift bed with a human woman lying on it. She is still, but she is still breathing. And Henley, you immediately recognise this as Sylvie. And Greg springs to his feet and just says, Mum! And starts running towards her. No, Greg, don't just run into it, you idiot! (laughs) (laughs) Are you grabbing him or are you letting him go? I'm trying to grab him. Yeah, I say, yeah, you do do grab him by the sort of scruff of his neck and he's just like, Dad, let me go! And he starts, like, hitting you. No, stop, stop! fighting me. I am trying to parent you right now. This is parenting. This is what it looks like, all right? Really? Yes, just just stop doing stupid things and let me do it. That's parenting. Maybe, maybe if you use less words like stupid, it would be better parenting. Maybe your parents needed to use that word more, Bluebrick. Hmm? They did. <laughs> okay, just, just wait here. And I walk over stealthily to the bed. Can I roll for that? You want to roll stealth check? Yeah, yeah. Nine. Nine. You walk into a chair. (laughs) (laughs) And um, as you move closer to the bed, you hear a low rumbling growl and two sets of bright yellow eyes blink open from the shadows. Two huge wolves who are, their, their, their fur is sort of dripping with ice. Oh wow. Prowl out from the darkness and begin to make their way towards Glubrick. And from behind you all, Ghoul, Henley and Eric, uh, you hear an almighty scream as from the shadows behind you comes a berserker wielding an axe and he drives his axe straight into Henley's back doing... Ah. A whopping five damage. Ooh, right, oh, right in the back. And uh, <laughs> the two wolves zero in on Glubrick. And I will allow you all to have a go, have a turn in combat. Also, okay. Greg is panicking. He's uh, fumbling with his arrows. Oh, of course he is. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, <Arching> Greg. <laughs> okay, so Ghoul is is distressed and he's he doesn't like this at all. And so he is going to immediately turn to the wolves and cast poison spray. All right, here goes. And yeah, so loads of 
spores come out of air. And uh, and the walls have to do a constitution saving throw, as does Glubrick. 22. 22. Glubrick Nailed is it. fine. And the wolves, uh, I'll roll for both of them. They roll a natural one. <gasps> and so uh, roll 1d12 of damage. Okay, six. <laughs> so you do um, six damage, which is double, and because they rolled a natural one, so you do 12 damage to the wolves and only three damage to Glubrick. And the nice. wolves are still alive, but they stop dead in their tracks and they are choking. Oh, nice. Um, guys, would you mind if I went next? Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm going to go forwards and be like, little doggies, little doggies, it's, today's not the day, I'm afraid. Um, so I run over to one of them and I, I pick them up over my my head and I launch it at the other one trying to do damage to both just wolf on wolf violence. wolf on wolf <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay so just roll me a straight strength check 20 when not nat- natural not okay natural. so uh, it's going to be opposed to the wolf and I've got a feeling they are no they get 11 so you pick up one wolf <laughs> and they they each had one hit point left so I'm oh, going to wow. say that you just smash one wolf into the other wolf and you just hit <laughs> and the wolves are done the wolves are out of here wow Stupid wolves. Nice. <laughs> Slightly. I, I'm aware of how that, that could have been better. <laughs> Just you are. Oh, yes. oh, damn it. We needed a cool one-liner. Uh, Henley, Eric. Uh, I'm going to cast Chill Touch on the Berserker. Very good. 13. Okay, yeah, your Chill Touch hits the Berserker. Four. And of necrotic damage. Can't be healed until next round. Very good. And uh, the Berserker is hit by your horrible icy skeletal, skeletal hand. And uh, it is uh, it is now Henley. How's the Berserker looking? The Berserker is looking okay. He could take a couple more hits, I think. He's, he's pretty frenzied. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna try and dodge around behind him if he's yeah. distracted by Eric. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the purposes of a joke. Sure. <laughs> I, 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 I encourage this, please. And I'm going to shoot an arrow right into him. Okay. You, do you get disadvantage if you're too close? Though. Yeah, I need to move away. So you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna die. Oh, is dive. he within? He's within close you're, range because he's just smashed you with an axe. So, yes, that's true. Yeah, he's, so you can, you can, you can run away, but he'll get an opportunity attack. He'll get to attack you. I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna let him attack me. Okay. So, wow. so I'm gonna just run out of range, not not disengaging, just taking a hit. And he, oh my god! So he rolls a natural one, and yes. he uh, takes the axe, and he swings, and he just lets go of it, and <laughs> just fires across the the. Oh, the can cave. I try and catch? it in midair because it'll be great 100% roll me uh, an acrobatics check okay natural 20 whoa okay great <laughs> so uh, you you uh, Henley disengages the berserker swings wildly releases his axe and in midair we just see like the camera zooms into just your hand catching the axe and it sort of pans down Henley's face yeah and I'm going to swing the axe straight back into him are you going to you, you I want to do it all in one move it? I jump and catch the axe spin around because I got a natural twenty. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab the axe in the air. Use the momentum of the axe to do a to do a sort of backflip, land Whoa. and slice him. <laughs> okay, so uh, roll me a ranged attacker roll and Ridiculous. an acrobatics check. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna mess it up now. No, I'm gonna do it. It's gonna be amazing. My attack. My attack is 19. 19, yep, that hits. Yeah, and then another acrobatics roll? Yeah, it? just to see about how the backflip works. Yeah. 15. 15. Yeah, you do a pretty good backflip. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> to roll me uh, a, a, D, a D8 of damage, and you can add your dexterity modifier to it. That's an eight. Wow. Eight plus. Well, today. It's because you, cause your son's there. Showing off. Show up. <laughs> yeah. And my dexterity modifier is plus four, so, so 12. You do 12 damage, and it thuds into the berserker, and there is a knife 
stuck out of his chest. He's still standing. And I say, he's still there. Right back, Axia. No. <laughs> uh, and it is now, uh, it is now Greg's turn. Inspiration is that? No, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, well, good luck, that Greg. Good that was a good one. Why are you guys all so down on Greg, man? He's an 11 year old oh, kid. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I'm, You're just no, picking no, up no, on the vibe. This is, this is Dave now. He can't hold a bow. What's he going to do? He's never been taught how to fire a bow. No, you're right. So yeah. as this happens, I kind of walk over and I'm like, you've got this, son. You're calling him son? <laughs> yeah. Very bold. Okay. Very bold. In front of his confused. estranged father. Yeah. You've got this, son. And, and I, so I um, his back. he's going to uh, he's gonna fire an arrow at the, uh, at the berserker. It's going to roll at disadvantage because he's so nervous. And he gets a two and he doesn't even lose the arrow. It just it just fumbles out of his hand onto the floor. Oh, um, well, what? well done. Henley just shakes his head and goes, fuck's sake. And uh, the berserker screams, rips the axe out of his own chest and starts running for uh, Henley. And he is going to, I think, yeah, because you're still within range. He's going to close you down. And so he hits with his axe doing 12 damage. Ooh, wow. Wow. How much? How much I have three he... health left. Wow. Okay. Okay. And so Henley is now engaged okay. with the berserker. Uh, Gluebrick trying to offer some fatherly advice. Yeah, You're doing great, I'm getting so. battered, and I say, "Greg, do something useful for once." Okay, so Ghoul is looking at Greg and looking at Henley, um, and he knows what needs to be done. So he he picks up the arrow that's fallen to the floor and just just hands it to Greg. And oh. is that so? Your turn is you're going to try and help Greg. Yeah, using I'm action help to help Greg. Greg save okay. his dad. Okay, okay, great. Yeah, and, and as it's my go next, I think I'm gonna then grab the arrow and I'm gonna like go behind Greg, like you would let help a son fire a bow and I'm going to use my strength with him to pull back the bow. Oh, so you're, you're with, the, with the string. Fire so Greg's, yeah. Greg's pit, taken the, the arrow from Ghoul, he's notched it with the help of glue brick mm. and he's taking aim at the berserker. Yeah, I'm going to do what I can to help uh, little Greg. And what, what are you, you going to do? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's he managing? What's he doing? Where, where, where's he at? He's uh, what, emotionally or physically? Both, yeah. Physically, he's doing okay. Glue brick helping him uh, and a ghoul's kind of helping him aim as well emotionally he's he, he can barely see he's crying he's very upset he's trying he's trying really hard he's just he's just fucking scared Henley just rolls his eyes oh, this kid oh so Henley hard. uses his turn to roll his eyes <laughs> <laughs> I put a reassuring hand on Greg's shoulder and I say you can do this. Nice. And so with that, the uh, Berserker is... Uh, I I'm going to say you've used your turn to roll your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Berserker lifts his axe. You've only got three health, right? Yeah. Okay. You just get another attack on me. Yeah, he gets another attack on you and it does hit. Um, don't, do, don't, none of these guys did anything. No, <laughs> they're trying to help your son, man. But he didn't get a go. We didn't think about the initial Wait. order. <laughs> I'm setting up drama. I'm going to die. Okay, okay, do your drama, I'll be dead. <laughs> so the Berserker's attack hits, but before it lands, oh. Greg is going to have one, two, three. He's going to have triple advantage <laughs> on his, on his, uh, on his bow. Because his first one, his first attack does not, does not go well. If he fucking misses this. On, his Greg. second one does not go well. <laughs> Greg. His third one. Well, we'll find out. He looses an arrow with Glue Brick's help 
with Eric's encouragement and with ghoul aiming. And just before the axe thuds into Henley's skull, surely splitting it in twain, an arrow flies from stage right, (laughs) pierces the berserker straight through his head, and the berserker lets out a a mute... And falls oh. to the floor. Oh, what was his backstory? Oh, yes. Well, that was no accident. Mm. <laughs> yes. yes. <No. laughs> and Henley gets to his feet and says to Greg, "Why didn't you do a pun?" Oh, yes. um, oh, yeah. Yes, that was no pun. accident. Good. Well, it's, it's, not, it's not yours. No, you you can have that one. You can have that one. Uh, Henley Thanks, walks sir. over to the body and says, "All berserk and no play makes you a dead boy." <laughs> <laughs> you see, son, you've got to do a you've got to do a pun kind yeah. of thing. That wasn't a very good one, Henley. I don't see you. Coming up with anything cool. Um, uh, yeah, it's not as easy as it looks, is it? <laughs> so I walk over to Henley and I'm like, Henley, Henley, I don't want to tread on your toes again, but like, maybe you should just be a bit nice to your son. You, you may not see him again. Evera. Evera? <laughs> Evera, is that not his name? What's his name? You may never see Evera again. No, think, Greg, his name's Greg. Oh, and you may never see him again. Maybe that's for the best. Look, clearly, I've told you I'm not good at this, all right? I'm not a good parent, and you all did a better job than I did, so why, why should I stick around? As you start to argue, you feel the cave start to tremble, and the walls begin to shake, and the very rock itself seems to move. And at the far end of the room, where the huge axe was leaning against the wall, you guys feel your stomachs drop as ice and rock morphs into a giant hand that grips around the axe. And the walls shift, and what stands before you is is a mighty frost giant. And even worse still, Ghoul, you notice that sitting atop the frost giant, on its head is a little five-inch mushroom. (gasps) It is Fungus, laughing as black tendrils emanate from its tiny mushroom hands and go into the brain of the giant. Fungus locks eyes with you, Ghoul, and with a a mighty sweep of its axe, you are smashed straight into the cave wall and knocked clean unconscious. Oh, really? He's in death saves. He's not dead. Okay. Wow. Oh my god! And just before that happened, Ghoul was just thinking, "Oh, it's my best friend, Gus." Oh, that's heartbreaking. Can we try? Can we try and do something? I'm going to try and help. First of all, ice to meet you. You see, Greg, it's easy. (laughs) And then, (laughs) and as you say that pun with a single sweep, that was my turn again. (laughs) You are smashed also into the cave wall, and Henley is down Ah. and not unconscious. I'm still in disguise as Pill. Yeah. I'm so sorry, I've done nothing with that. I definitely forgot about that. Well, I haven't had a chance to use it anyway. Yeah. But I'm still in disguise as Pill, so I'm going to desperately try and use it and look up and say, Yeah, I brought them for you, boss. <laughs> do, you know what? do you know what? Roll me a deception check. <laughs> 11. He's um, not a good actor. No. He's the no. other side. He's, 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 a right, he's a nervous writer-director, uh, isn't he? Yeah. He's not a good actor. And with a mighty sweep of his axe, Eric is knocked aside. Oh, and you God. two are knocked unconscious. Oh, God. What? And Greg is just stood there, trembling, crying, I not knowing what to grab do. I Greg and put him behind me. So I'm standing between uh, So I'm standing between him and this monster. Great. So, uh, Glubrick, seeing your friends down and the party broken, yeah. the frost giant... Uh, even though you've you've stood in in front of Greg, the frost yeah. giant turns its gaze to the young boy, and inside you feel a darkness begin to bubble 
and boil yeah. and your muscles tense and your eyes darken and okay. as the giant looks at the young boy you see fun Gus commands it to rain down a shattering blow on this young child and the blade whistles through the air and everyone even though let's, let's say you can you can kind of still through blurred vision still kind of hear and see what's happening you hear this earth trembling roar emanate throughout the cave and the blade stops dead in midair, and as you kind of widen your gaze to look past the frost giant, you see that Glubrick now stands between Greg and the blade. Both of his hands are gripped around the axe, and somehow Glubrick is different. He seems more feral and more powerful. And this is the first time we are going to see Glubrick wow. Bumbledog going into a barbarian rage. Yes. Yeah. My days. Okay, yeah. We've we've kind of home brewed it and home buffed brewed. him up a bit. I'm yeah. not gonna go through everything, mm-hmm. but as we kind of get to it, we'll we'll kind of explain what, 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 yeah. what it is. Okay. But to start with, your strength is doubled. So you now have a plus ten great. Your strength. Powerful, powerful, silly man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um great. So can I have a reaction? So well my reaction was stopping the blade, right? Yes. Now I'm enraged. Can yeah. I have an action? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your turn. So I'm straight away just going to punch him in the chest. He's just going co- totally unarmed. Totally unarmed. Yeah. I think it's just kind of like a, a reaction to grabbing and I'm punching him to just try and push him away from me. If that nice. Makes sense. So that is a, a attack roll, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's 21. 21. I'm rolling very well today. Yeah. You are rolling very um, well. That's 21 and it'll be an un- unarmed strike. So an unarmed strike we are going with, so it's plus five to damage. Well, that should be plus 10 because your strength is plus 10. Wow. So that is 16. Yeah, and so you you just thud a fist into the Frost Giant's chest and the Frost Giant is is okay, but it is, it's knocked back and it uh, swings its great axe at you. And another thing of the Barbarian Rage is that all damage, uh, all melee damage is halved. So it does hit you with its axe, but it hits you for a mere seven damage. As if the axe is glanced off of your, your mighty Goliath skin. So with Glubrick now enraged and fighting Hulk style, the frost giant. Mm. We come to uh, Ghoul, Henley, and Eric. Now, traditionally in D&D, when you're in death saves, you're unconscious and you roll a d20, you have to succeed or fail on your death save. So a 1 to 10 is a fail and a 11 to 20 is a su- succeed. Succeed? Success. success. It's success. success. That's success. <laughs> is, is, a, is a success. And uh, if you get three successes, you are back on your feet with one hit point. Three fails, you are dead forever. Now, what I'm going to do with this, because it's boring if you guys are just sat around doing nothing so i'm going to say you still have to roll for death saves but you are conscious you're able to kind of crawl mm-hmm. around okay call out crawl things. around how's your death going yeah <laughs> exactly and you can try and influence the the fight up to yeah. up to yeah. a point great uh, so why don't we uh, why don't we start with with henley so roll me a d20 it's 15 15 right. so that is one that's one success. pass right one success. yeah one success for you so you mark that down because i won't remember it okay uh, so henley flops on to his back and gives himself a punch in the heart <laughs> try to get it going again come on boy you can do this and you can see Greg Greg is uh, he's he's still up oh he's Greg's just, still up yeah he's fine Glubrick saved him the giant didn't get to okay him. I'd look at Greg and I'd say help daddy Greg help you daddy <laughs> uh, great so uh, Greg Greg daddy's very sick Greg rushes <laughs> over to you and I'm going to roll a medicine check for Greg 
and he rolled a natural 20. No! So through his experience, his his mother, who is a yeah. healer, has helped him and taught him. And uh, Greg comes over to you and he punches you at the other side of your chest mm. and you feel your heart restart. <laughs> and you are, uh, we're going to say Henley is now out of death saves. Oh. So you've got one hit point, but Greg just looks you in the eye and it's just like, well, yeah, mum, mum taught me something. What do we do now, Dad? Uh, that was, I, um, that was... Uh, well done. <clears throat> and then I go to help in the fight. Great. So, uh, Ghoul, let's have you next. <laughs> so roll me a d20. A natural one. Wow. Oh, okay, so that cool. is a critical failure. Brutal. So that means wow. you have two fails on your next roll. If you have one more fail, oh, you're gonna die. No, Ghoul's okay, gonna I'm, lose a piece of his soul. Can I go oh and can days. I go and now try and stabilize Ghoul? Yeah, you. It's we'll have Greg and Henley run over to stabilize Ghoul. But whilst we're yeah. running over, let's check in on Eric. Natural 20. Yeah! So that's two successes. So Eric's doing all right. I have always been close to death. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, Does Eric want to do anything from his his sort of (laughs) prone position? Yeah. Daily crossword. He's going to do a crossword. (laughs) uh, uh, No, I'm going to... uh, I will also go over to help Ghoul. Yeah, great. So we say... Yeah, like uh, Henley up on it, springs to his feet with his son, runs over to Ghoul. Eric crawling sort of... Of 10 15 feet behind. Uh, what, what's, what's Eric saying as he's crawling towards Ghoul? Stay in character. <laughs> he's still pill. Still pill. <laughs> right, so he's going to run over and attack us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay, so we all arrive over. Greg uh, is, is going to try a, uh, some medicine on Ghoul and another medicine check, unless Henley wants to do I'm something. going to cast Cure Wounds. Oh, because oh, oh, you're a ranger, you've got a spell. I have very few spells, but this is one of them. I lay nice. my hands on the tiny mushroom. And you have four hit points now. You come back to life with four hit points. Thank God. Okay, so Ghoul like stirs, his eyelids kind of flutter, and he goes, I would like to thank for this great award. My. What happened? Ghoul, we're in a fight. Oh. (laughs) Ghoul is is confused. And Greg looks at uh, Henley and just says, That's pretty cool, Dad. Yeah, so, you know, I do a bit of healing myself. We have that in common, I suppose. <clears throat> Maybe we should get your uh, necromancer yes, friend yes, as well. Yes, yes, yes. Let's get on with that. Go and help. Go and help. Uh, good idea. Uh, Greg, go and help Eric. And so Greg runs over to Eric. And while this is all happening and you guys are coming round, you just hear just huge thundering shots happening from inside the, their cave as Glubrick is trading blows with the frost giant. By the way, I'm not I'm not talking. What everyone can hear is just Glubrick making like <laughs> noises. Um, <laughs> what, you want to give us that one? <laughs> One more time? Yeah. <laughs> sort of like he's dizzy. <laughs> it's just kind of cute. Yeah. But he looks terrifying. And what I'm going to do, so another mechanic that we have is that every time I go to make an attack, I have to roll to double check if I can control my rage. So if I get one to ten, then I will just attack the nearest person to me, regardless whether they're friend or foe. If I get 11 to 20, then I can control my rage. So here it is, everyone. Ooh. 
That is a 12. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That is so, a so your focus remains on the frost giant. Exactly. I have a brief moment where I look around, I see these people getting healed, and I'm like, no, no, they're, they're your friends. They're your friends. And I turn, and I'm going to use my sweet great axe. Oh, is this so the I, first time the, the great Glubix great axe has come out? It's come out. It's, it, I'm mm. ripping it out, so I just rip it off my back. And, oh yeah, rip it. That sounds like it was, like, stapled to my skin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it so in. So I into my yeah. skin. I rip it off my back. And my, what he wants to do is he wants to, the axe to go through fungus and then into the head of the, 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 the giant that's being controlled. Okay, so I'll tell you what, if you roll high enough, I'll say that you, you hit the mushroom. But if you still beat the armor class of the frost giant, you still hit it. That's a 10. Your uh, mighty axe glances off of the frost giant's armor. Oh, okay. That just makes me angry. I'm like, no, Glubrick. I think uh, Ghoul was, was watching what's happening and he he's seeing that Fungus is up there and he he's going to try and help his his mushroom friend because he doesn't really. Whoa. He's not, okay. he's not figuring out what's happening. So, Glubrick, no, that's Fungus. Hey, Gus. And he starts kind of waving at Gus and trying to get his attention. And uh, <laughs> Gus looks down, looks down at you and uh, a voice reminiscent of your death dream. You just yeah. you just hear Fungus chuckling and just going, you're next. <laughs> and it is the frost giant's turn to have a swing at Glubrick. And his great axe sweeps wildly over your head. And, <laughs> and Glubrick becomes an like evil, evil cartoon <laughs> villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. He's an evil cartoon character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, you guys just see these two giants swing and miss with both of their axes, <laughs> swinging axes at each other. Let's go around as your guys go again. I draw my bow and I say, don't worry, Glubrick. I'll kill that mushroom. No! And I draw my bow to shoot at Fungus. I dive. I think Ghoul just dives in front of that. <laughs> I'm just trying to save Fungus. Okay, so let's see. Yeah. Well, let's see if Henley's arrow is going to hit first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that's 21. 21. Yeah, that will hit the mushroom. And Ghoul, you roll me an acrobatics check. Oh my god. To see if you can get in the way of Henley's arrow. 13. Not enough. Okay. Henley's, okay. Henley's arrow is too accurate. It uh, it sweeps round and it does hit Fungus. So roll me some damage. 11 damage. 11 damage. Yep, the arrow thuds into the tiny little mushroom and Fungus just sort of snaps it off and carries on just like pumping this sort of horrid black tendrils into the, the frost giant's brain. But it, it's hit him pretty hard. Okay. Looking great. Can I quickly shout to Eric? Eric, just grab Sylvie and get us out of here. When I find that Eric... I'll deal with him. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Dad? We've lost Eric, Dad, everyone. What, what's happened? Eric's gone too deep into character. He, he's not going to come out of this until until opening night now. Wait a, <laughs> Wait a minute. If Eric wanted to get the woman, then I should stop them. I go and get the, the woman. You, you're going for Sylvie? Yeah, in character. Okay, okay. so you, you drag yourself to your feet and mm. you're running over. And what, what are you doing so you can get to Sylvie? I get to her. Is she awake? Is she conscious? No, she's unconscious, but she's uh, alive. Okay, yes, sorry, I'm checking her pulse and I'm just checking. Yeah. I, I put her over my shoulder. I'm going to carry her in a fireman's lift over my shoulder. Great, great. But Eric is quite weak and Pill is quite strong. <laughs> so I'm not even sure it would work. Oh, I see. Okay. So what does have that Eric mean? roll. That's we'll have so... Eric roll with disadvantage and Pill roll with advantage. So you just roll a straight, straight <laughs> roll check. A straight. 
12. 12, yeah, you, you, you put your back out a bit, but you managed to get her off the bed. <laughs> Wondering how far to take this. <laughs> I think you um, should carry okay, on. No, I've got, her, I've got her over my shoulder, yeah. yeah. So I'm looking for an exit. Yeah, there's a huge sort of set of wooden doors uh, that lead kind of, because you guys came in on a slide, and on the other side of the doors is, is a, a sort of spiral staircase. I start running towards the exit, or hobbling towards the exit. Great. So we'll say that, Ghoul, you trying to jump in front of the arrow yeah. was a reaction. Okay, uh, so okay. it's your turn now. Okay, so I think Ghoul is looking at, at Gloobrick, kind of freaking out. I, I think we all need to just get out of here now. So he's going to just try and say, Gloobrick, Gloobrick. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's happened to you? You look all scary. <laughs> <laughs> and on this, uh, you can roll me it's, another it's, D20. Yeah. yeah. See if... Oh, 12 again. Ooh. 12, yeah. yeah. So you recognise you recognize Ghoul. You're still in a rage, but you recognise it's Ghoul. And I, I I hear what you're saying, and I know not to hurt you, but I'm really sorry. Like, oh, this no. guy is going to... This guy has to die. So I turn back round, and with that, I'm going to try and grab Fungus. Well, he'd fit in my, my giant, powerful, masculine hand. Yep. And I'm just going to squeeze and just try and squash him. Okay, roll me... I'm going to say you have to roll me a strength check because you're going to have to wrestle with the, the frost giant to try and get hold, get past the frost giant. 13. Oh. The frost giant has rolled a 12. Oh, so wow. you manage to just grab the frost giant and just pin it to the ground with yeah. one mighty hand. And uh, you are reaching and you grab fungus in your in your palm. What do you want to do? I'm going to squeeze and try and take all the life from it. Great. So roll me another straight strength check. 14. Okay, yeah, so you are um, you are slowly squeezing the life out of Fungus. Uh, so by the time it comes around to your next turn, Fungus will be dead. Okay, yeah, I, I'm doing that. Can I, can Ghoul do something or is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think Ghoul is just seeing this happen and the only thing that he can think to do, the most powerful thing he has is his song. And so he just takes Gloobrick's little hand and starts to sing. Celebrate Ghoul times, come on! <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> okay, wow. Uh, so, um, so, okay, so Ghoul is trying to calm Glurik down with song. I right? think so, okay. yeah. That's the only way he knows now. So, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say that you have to roll a persuasion check. Right? Okay. And I'm going to set it as a, 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 a difficulty challenge of 15. Okay. And every time you succeed, it will get a little bit easier. And every time you fail, it will get a little bit harder. Mm, all right. Good luck. <gasps> Natural 20! Yeah. Oh, wow. wow! Wow! Okay, great. So, with your fantastic celebration yeah. song, Chris, why don't you describe to me how, yeah, so how Gloobrick is feeling? As I'm squeezing the life out of Fungus, I suddenly hear this charming wonderful song and I start nodding my head and I look over to my left and there's Ghoul bouncing up and down singing this song and I'm just like <laughs> and I start singing along and then suddenly boom my <laughs> I'm gonna do the sound effects yeah no, yeah, 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 yeah. glubrick powers down. <laughs> down my skin suddenly becomes just normal again it was like rock but now it's normal uh, my eyes go from red to uh, the perfect emerald they they were um, <laughs> and I suddenly realise and I'm very confused and I don't know what's, what's, what's going on what, what, and I let go of fungus. I'm like, what, what, the, what, what happened? What, what, what was that? You went weird. What? Oh, I'm sorry. And I, I, I start adjusting fungus's um, bow tie. Bow tie. <laughs> 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 a little bow tie. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you fell over. And I, I help 
pick them up. So Henley's, by this point, run to the door with Greg. He's pushed Greg in front of him and he's running after Eric. And is there like a lantern around or some some kind of source of flame that I can see? Yeah, yeah, um, there's yeah, there's like a little lamp. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've got some a, a flask of oil. So I'm going to spray that around and say, Come on, everyone, get out of here! Uh, um, okay, okay, uh, 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 sorry, 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 you fell on the floor. And I just run away. I throw my, my lantern into the oil and I say, That mushroom's getting sautéed. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> but, but wait, Gould just leans o- over fun, the body of Fun Gus. Gus, it's me, Gould. And as the, the flame and the fire starts to build around you, you see that Fun Gus's black tendrils retract from the frost giant. And it's sort of is quite similar to Glubrick. It's quite confused, doesn't quite know where it is. And Fun Gus just looks you in the eye and just says, You never should have come back. And then fires a load of smoke. <laughs> you just hear in the distance, Fungus just laughing <laughs> as he runs away. I love that the, all the mushrooms you smoke with. They all have yeah, smoke, yeah, they got smoke grenades. They're man. dramatic. Really bad magicians. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Glubrick, Ghoul, let's get out of here. Pick up Ghoul and uh, I, I run and jump over the fire to, to follow everyone. And the fire is building and in this, in this cave and you all thunder up to the top of the stairs as smoke is billowing out and chasing you and uh, you see all of you arrived to see Eric with Sylvie, Eric still in character. Um, what, what's Eric trying to do? I'm trying to get through the doors at the end, but I'm saying to myself, that's it, Bill, keep this up and you'll get a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> now that I see all of them running towards me, I think I, I think I could, that can snap him out of character. And now, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> It's like Greg just looks at Henry and it's just like, can we can we get can we get Mum back to the village, please? What is this? Oh yeah, presumably Eric now collapses under the weight of the woman he's holding. <laughs> oh no, he's laid her down. He's oh okay, down. okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, we must leave. We must leave immediately. I'll pick her up and I pick her up, put her over my shoulder, uh, and you make your way through the woods and you get back to the village. You get back to Greg and Sylvie's hut, and a few uh, sort of yeah, several minutes pass by, and and Greg is administering sort of potions and help, and he manages to bring. Sylvie round. Um, Seeing that she's about to wake up, Henley hides. <laughs> oh, he hides. Yes. Oh, wow. Ah, where, now, do, where does now, he hide? Oh, yeah, now we see who literally wears the trousers in this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where, where does he hide? <laughs> He hides. In the room. Are we in the hut? Yeah, yeah, you're in the hut, yeah. Well, he, he hides in the behind the sofa. <laughs> yeah, it's a studio hut, so yeah. <laughs> you're still in the He dies behind the sofa, as Greg did earlier. Just exactly the same, like oh, father, wow. like son. <laughs> and uh, do you guys, do you guys, you uh, presumably I'm gonna, will I'm see this. Atten- attending to uh, yeah. Yeah, Sylvie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Sylvie wakes up and it's just like, Greg, Greg? And looks at all of you and it's just like, who are you? We are, we the, are happy the happy boys. boys. Fear Fear are- oh, no, no, sorry, not fear. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, uh, just to catch up on everything, your son sold his soul to his father so we could come and save you. What? That, that's what I was supposed to say. Is that right, Edley? Oh. No. <laughs> I, I think there is somebody who you need to see. And then Ghoul tries and completely <laughs> fails to push the sofa and reveal Edley. <laughs> <laughs> he just like Move strains. that bus. <laughs> <laughs> he really tries to reveal it and just like makes a really big effort and then just goes <laughs> and collapses in heap. Oh, no. <laughs> a little help here. <laughs> yep, sorry. And I just literally pick up the whole sofa and throw it out the window. <laughs> Oh, Henley is just crouched <laughs> behind like a like a cat, just wearing only his towel, crouched in a very vulnerable position. Oh, hello, Sylvie. Tis I, returned from the grave. Are you alive? 
No, uh, I'm actually... It's quite a long story, but I'm currently uh, trying to make my way out of hell. And you see Greg here, he, uh, he summoned me and I agreed to help him. And I did that. So now my work here is done. And that's all the information. I don't believe you. Your happy boy's already told me. He told me that you took Greg's soul. It was the only way to save you. I had to make a decision in the moment. And look, you weren't here. I'm not very good at making the decisions. I never was. Uh, so now, yes, I will have Greg's soul in hell with me. You sacrificed our son's soul to save my life. I'm going to make it up to him, though. I'm going to make it up to both of you because I I'm going to escape from hell and bring his soul with me. And she beckons you closer. Yes. Come closer, closer. Yes. And she whispers in your ear, I hate you. And as she says, I hate you, the contract appears in your hand and underneath it just says complete. And the pentagram on the floor starts glowing and you can all feel yourselves dragged back towards the pentagram. And I'm going to give Henley time to say one thing before you are zipped back to hell. I need to think of something good. Dad! Something good! <laughs> <laughs> and you are you see your son reach out to like try and grab your hand and he looks sad that you're going. And you see him lean in and hug Sylvie. You guys are dragged back through the pentagram and back into the second layer of hell. And you arrive outside the fields in Dis. Yeah. <sighs> well. Every, I think, yeah, Ghoul's looking at Henley. Yeah, we're all looking at Henley. Uh, Henley, in your hand appears a soul coin uh, with an image of your son imprinted on it. Fret not, good Henley whispers. If we get out of here, all will be well. Your son's soul shall be free and you shall be reunited with the woman who hates you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hooch comes over and he's just like, wow, that's a fucking contract, guys. That's a good one. Let me see that coin. Whoa, that's a nice coin. That's worth 10,000 shots. Whoa. Oh, wow. Who do you, you, you get? You get an angel soul? What the hell is that? No, it's the um, soul of my, my innocent son. Whoa, you took your own son's soul. I know. I wow. know. Not good, right? What, what? There, were, there, were, there, were, uh, there were circumstances that you don't understand, all right? In he context, had to save the woman who doesn't love him and never will. Stop uh, making it sound worse. <laughs> and this guy is sad. I mean, to be honest, he's none of my business. You want to take your son's soul, you take your soul. But you got yourself 10,000 shards. It's pretty cool. But we're not going to use his shards to buy things, all right? But what can we buy? <laughs> A lot of trousers. I did No pair of trousers is worth... Tearing apart my son's soul. If, if I'm honest with you, the way you treated your son... Do you, you don't understand, all right? I care about him. I, I, he's my son and I love him. I just... He's trapped by toxic masculinity, Glubrick. <laughs> yeah. How does a mushroom know about this? <laughs> I know a lot of things. I listen. <laughs> what, what, what can we do with 10,000 shards then? These guys are not wrong. You can buy a lot of pants, what? armor, <laughs> that, weapons. There's one thing we've, we've never asked, probably quite important. Uh, we assume you have to use these coins to get through the portal, right? Oh, that's there's a pretty big assumption, and you know what? You'd be right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, how many coins do we need for that? Well, uh, this one you got right here, that'll do it. <gasps> We've done it! <laughs> We've done it! Okay, so, do, do we give the coin to you? You can give the coin no, to me if I, you no. want. Glue brick? No. I'm keeping this coin with me, and I'm getting it out of hell. We will get out of hell. This isn't a question anymore that we have to. It's I, not a matter of if... No. It's a matter of who. And where. 
What? No, no, what? it's a matter of when. <laughs> we will when, get out of hell. When we get out of hell, yes. Eric, what has happened to you? I feel like you... <laughs> the part of me will always be a bandit named Pill. <laughs> and Pill is not good at critical thinking. <laughs> difficult, difficult times. But, no, you are right, we cannot give up your son. No. Of course not. I have to be honest with you all, I was ready to give up. I was thinking... Perhaps I belonged in hell. After everything that stupid owl said to me, I was thinking maybe you should go on without me and I, and I should just remain here and be tortured because that's what I deserve, but not anymore. I'm going to do one thing right. I'm going to get my son's soul out of hell. I have to. And even though he may never love me and even though Sylvie may never forgive me, at least I will have done what I could. I'll look after you if you look after me. Thanks, Glubrick. Ditto. I go up to Henley and I put my hand out and say, let me see your son. I take the coin from his hand and I look at the sun. I cast Thunder Wave on everyone. <gasps> and I run. <gasps> what? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, my days! <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hell or High Rollers. I have been your GM, Dave Hearn. Eric was Adam Megiddo. Henley, Henry Shields. Ghoul, Ellie Morris, and Glubrick as Chris Leesk. The Mage Hand sitcom at the top of the episode was written and performed by the wonderful Henry Shields and Ellie Morris. And as usual, a huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, legends like Roland Coombe, Lily Joyce, Leonard Mediso Jr., Katie, Scott Hardy, Kat Mokrajinski, Daniel Morrison, Ellie Andrews, Daniel Gray, Ari Lovett. Love it. Love it? Ari Love it. Love it. That's better. And you too can be a legend and join our Patreon to get exclusive access to our Discord where you can ask all your burning questions. You can check out some funny side quests, get early access to episodes and much, much more. Just check out the link in the episode description. The show is produced by the wonderful Gareth Tempest, edited by me, and the music is by my good friend and legend, Max Runham. Thank you for listening and good night! When you get through our layers of hell You'll have a hell of a story to tell You're heading back to life Back to the grind But it ain't that like you knew so well Keep telling myself to stay strong You know I ain't done nothing wrong I can feel it in my soul That this ain't where I belong Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.